Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the Mass called the Sunday Next before Advent. It's the one week that we're given as we head into the blessed season of Advent to prepare ourselves for this part of our journey in the life and ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that word Advent, the season that we're entering into, that word Advent meaning the arrival of someone, someone expected, the coming of someone to us. We often talk about the timelessness of the experience of the kingdom of God in the church. An experience that while occurring in time and sacred space, is not bound by time and sacred space. Rather, it transcends both by grace given to us, it transcends those two time and space. So that we might experience the life, the ministry of Jesus Christ and his kingdom amongst us. And we see this very clearly in a season like Advent. Because by that grace in the season, we're granted the experience of two different advents all in one time. On the one hand, on the one hand, we prepare ourselves to receive our Lord Jesus Christ at his birth at the incarnation, which we will celebrate here very shortly. We will blink and it will be here. And we're given grace during this time in Advent. To enter into the longing of all of creation for Christ to come. For the Messiah to come and restore all things from the depth of its fallenness. And at the same time, we prepare our souls for that day in which Christ will return again at his second coming. Where he will appear and every soul be caught up to him and stand before him and he will separate the sheep from the goats. Two different advents at two different time periods in the course of what is and what will be history. And neither one of those comings, those advents occurring in our chronos time right now. And yet in a very tangible way, we're able to experience both in this present eternal moment as a gift from Christ to bring us to a greater longing and a healthy, a longing for him and his deliverance. And a healthy preparation in our souls to make a place for him there. That's the gift that Advent is to us. It's the gift that it is to us. So how do we receive? What do we receive today in preparation for the season of Advent? We speak of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ as Advent. But what is the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ? The word of God. In choosing to come to us in the way that he did at his birth. Condescending to take upon us every, every fathomable part of our fallenness. And to bring it into his divinity that it can be restored. Because I tell you that it is the exact same heart that is behind his second coming when he comes in all of his glory. And we hear that heart spoken to us today from the prophet Jeremiah. From which you heard the intro eat. It came from Jeremiah in chapter 29. Listen to the words of the Lord to the prophet to his people. Thus says the Lord. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of affliction. You shall call upon me and I will bring you out of your captivity. 
God through the prophet Jeremiah is sharing his heart, his thoughts with his people, and he is sharing it with us today. His thoughts, his desire to come to us. They are to remove us or remove from us our affliction in exchange for his incredibly blessed peace and relief. To break the bars of every part of the prison that is still within our souls that keeps us in that great captivity. And to bring us out of that captivity so that we can breathe freely again. When I hear these words of God through Jeremiah, I think of three different seasons in God's time with his people. Where they were in captivity and God came to deliver them. The first one is when God's people were, in, were enslaved in Egypt for over 400 years. Living in such a lesser existence compared to the fullness of life before the fall. And God tells Moses these important words. I have heard the cry of my people. And so I will deliver them. And so he would. By a type of advent that would later be fulfilled in our Lord Jesus Christ, God sends Moses to go to his people and to deliver him. And we're told God heard their cry and delivered them. My friends, I pray that you will always remember that these two actions are forever married together in relationship. Our actions, crying out to God for deliverance in, and help in time of need. And God's action coming to us and delivering us, even in those very moments, his actions on behalf of us all. God heard their cry and he exchanged their lack. He exchanged their sufferings. He exchanged their want for an opportunity to be the people of the God who created them. Another example. God's people had turned away again, as they did many times. But they were in Jerusalem at the time and they turned away from God, becoming adulterous and living in all of their idolatries. And so God gave them over to their passions and he allowed Jerusalem to be sacked and his people taken into captivity for 70 years by the Babylonians, giving them over to the lesser existence that they were choosing for themselves. And yet after those 70 years and the people's idolatries being sifted from them through all of that suffering, God, through the prophet Jeremiah, in the same chapter we hear the introit from today, he heard the cry of his people and he says these words, it is time. I will come to you and I will deliver you. I will advent myself to you. And I will release you from your captivity and I will bring you back to myself to Jerusalem. For my thoughts were always for your peace and not for your affliction. Both of these captivities, as well as God's deliverance of his people, we have to see them as great types that always pointed to the advent of our Lord Jesus Christ at the incarnation. And so now we come to that very advent of Christ at the incarnation. And at the time, at that time, all of creation was held in captivity and in such a lesser existence since the fall. Existing in a far lesser state than it was originally created. And what was God's heart for all of creation and every soul that he had ever created past and in that present and forever in the future? Thoughts of peace. And not thoughts for all of this affliction. Cry out to me and deliver and I will deliver you is what we hear from God. 
And so he heard the groaning of all creation and of the people. And he came. And he's looking to hear our cry for deliverance. And he's wanting to gift us with that cry within us. That he would come and meet us and we would experience that deliverance. This season, the season of Advent, is entirely about the softening of our hearts to bring us to that blessed, healthy, desperate cry, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me. Come and deliver me from out of all of this that's within my soul. Come and be my deliverer. We can have all of those afflictions and our sufferings and our lack and all the parts of us that are lived in such a, a lesser state than we were ever created to experience because it is so unnatural to our true human person to exist in that way compared to what we were created to be. All of these afflictions can be exchanged for the peace of Christ in our lives. Advent is that great gift of Christ to well up within us that authentic cry, Lord, come. Lord, come and advent yourself to me and deliver me. How? By the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that he establishes every year during this season. And by all the things, the prescriptions that he gives us to do during this season, this can happen in our soul. During this season, we are going to fast. And we are going to increase our prayers. And we're going to increase the reading of Holy Scripture. And accompanied with that, increase our reading of the Holy Fathers so that we know what it is we're reading and the truths that we're reading. What is it that we're doing when we do such a thing in Advent? We're making time and space for God to come and be who He is and deliver us. We're making space for a grand experience of Him. We're also called to increase our almsgiving during this time. And in doing so, we can see a transformation not that far from what we see in Scrooge in A Christmas Carol, who had such idolatry in his life, and he grasped such control over everything, such a miser and such a miserable person in those moments, and we can be transformed by the grace of God in almsgiving to enter the blessed joy and relief of giving of what God has in our lives by giving to those in need and experience the joy and blessing and solely doing it for that joy and the blessing of seeing another human being blessed and provided for. And all of this that I just mentioned to let the grace of God have its way and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives to prepare a place for Himself to come. Let's think of it as making a way in a manger for Him to come and be present and to begin His deliverance and continue His deliverance in us. But I'm going to offer you two words regarding this Advent and every Advent. There's something else our Lord calls us to do in His great wisdom through the church. <laughs> two words I want stuck in your mind and your heart. Slow down. Slow down. And those two words that I speak are going to go against the current of the culture between Thanksgiving and Christmas entirely. A season that wants us to rush and to be busy with all these different things that some are benign and some are all good and fun. But our Lord calls us to slow down and breathe again in the context of the grace of the season of Advent that he's given for our souls. If we will do these things, if we will do these things and walk in that grace, our hearts will grow for a longing for deliverance. And we will cry out with a very authentic cry. 
And the best news I have to offer you is in the faithfulness of God, he will come and deliver. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, 